Welcome back, everybody. This is the Prepared Mindset. I'm your host, Austin, and this is our episode this week. Um, and it's a good week. Any week where we win any kind of victory in the courts in this country in favor of Second Amendment rights, it's a good day, it's a good week, it's a good month. Seems like it happens so infrequently these days. But if you guys haven't been following the news, the pistol brace ban that was pushed or attempted to be pushed right by uh, the ATF, by President Biden, by his administration, by the Democratic Party, right, basically, uh, that was found in court to basically be unconstitutional. They can't do it. They can't enforce it. It is being appealed up to the next circuit level court, and that is an actual, actually a very pro to a court. A lot of their rulings uh, in, in recent history here have actually been in favor of law-abiding gun owners, law-abiding citizens here in the United States. So that's a huge win for us. Uh, like I said, we don't, we don't get those very often here. A lot of times, uh, we get, you know, these wishy-washy verdicts or in the case of the Supreme court, they won't actually even hear some cases because, you know, X, Y, Z reason it's going to establish a, a kind of a precedent that could be dangerous or they don't determine it to be important. And I don't really, I don't really understand that process. In my mind, if you are, if you're the Supreme court and a case has gone through the lower courts, you should then be required to hear that case. Although I do understand because honestly, anytime the liberals lose a case, they just appeal up to the next level. And, you know, that's why the docket gets so bloated and backed up and shitty and awful. But man, guys, it's a good win for us. It really is. And a lot of people were freaking out about their pistol braces. People were <clears throat> kind of uh, shifting their content. Even the people on Instagram and YouTube that didn't want to get demonetized and ooh, you know, they want to lose their follower count, whatever. So they took pistol braces off. Um, some people like myself, we we took the opportunity for the amnesty and SBR our pistols. You can call me a bootlicker if you want. Uh, I took the opportunity to save the $400 and turn my two pistols into SBRs. So now I don't have anything to worry about because I don't really travel out of state very often. So Sue me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it does make my life a little bit easier not having to uh, worry about that. And I'm sure some of you listening have done the same. And if you didn't, cool, then you were right. And this played out in court. And we for it, it appears that we for sure won't have to worry about the pistol brace ban and people can go back to lawfully owning, you know, short barreled AR platform pistols. Uh, and America is great and happy holidays as we are pushing into November of 2023, which is just crazy to say out loud. I can't believe it. But at any rate, have an awesome episode lined up for you guys on something that I am rather ignorant on. And while, while that list of things that I don't know shit about is admittedly very long, uh, this is going to be a good discussion, you guys. Uh, Lindsay Dew of LK, LKD, I'm sorry, Lindsay Dew of LKD Communications. She's one of the cadre members at Orion Training Group. She's joining me this week, and we're getting into communications, radios, headsets, uh, all that stuff. You know, as we get into the tactical space and we talk about personal preparedness, and guys, you know, always start diving down the rabbit hole of gear. What kind of gear do I get? You know, blah, blah, blah. What's the next purchase? Inevitably, everybody hits that roadblock on communications because it's really just not something that is promoted very strongly out in the space. A lot of guys say you need to get comms. You need to know how to do comms. You need to do this. You need to get comms. You need to get a good headset. And that's all well and good, except that the amount of, of really accessible information on 
how to work your comms. Well, even, even as basic as what kind of radio do I buy? That's why so many people go to the UV5R, the Baofeng, right? Because it's 20 bucks. And if you don't know what you're doing, it's a rather small investment to have that capability. Uh, if you guys have your ham radio licenses, you know. Uh, and if you don't have them, then I'll tell you now. In times of critical emergency, you don't need to have a ham radio license to get on those airwaves and to communicate. That's one of the, the real, real strong points for having communications knowledge is in the event of an emergency, the licensing bit goes out the window and why you should have this stuff on hand. If you have a license, obviously, if you don't have a license or if you're working on getting it, you can still be effective with this in the event that you have you know, major power outage, uh, power loss for several days or some kind of natural disaster or catastrophe in your community. Having these radios here can help you navigate that situation and be just a little bit better prepared. So Lindsay and I are going to get into a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this because I really, like I said, I'm very ignorant on the subject and I know a lot of you guys have a lot of questions about this. We've talked about comms on the pod a couple times in the past, but really haven't gotten into anything real substantive, especially around beginners uh, and, and where you can really get an education on on the things that are really important when you're talking about being successful with comms and also the downside to it, uh, because there's surely some of that. Um, but before we get into that, have to give a couple shout outs here. Uh, if you guys are a Patreon patron, I love you. Uh, not weird, but seriously, big, big thanks to all of our Patreon patrons. Uh, you guys make a lot of this possible with your support. We are working really hard to put out more video, more content, keep the information flowing to you guys. If you're a Patreon patron, you get access to us. You can request videos. We're working on one right now that was requested on vehicles and what we carry in our vehicle and what our everyday carry is uh, and how it all gels and meshes and stuff together. So you, you get access to us. You can request specific information. We'll make videos that you guys uh, are asking for, at least to the best of our ability and our means. And you might get hooked up with some free gifts. We were able to do that last year for Christmas and this summer from 100 Concepts when they dropped their ProCap line. So that's patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Every little bit of support helps you guys, and every bit of that comes back to support us here and the pod team. But we also have the privilege of being able to work with some really badass industry partners that I want to take a moment to say a big thank you to. Guys, if you're looking for night vision, please head on over to customnightvision.com come and check out everything they have going on. If you're looking to buy, if you're looking to upgrade, if you just have questions in general, the team at Custom have made it their mission to give the most transparent purchasing experience as is possible with their website and everything that they offer to you. So whether you're completely new, right? You have no idea what's better between white phosphor, green phosphor, L3, Photonis, Elbit, what all of it means, what all the, the data sheets and everything, what that means. Well, the team at Custom is here to make sure that they answer all of those questions and you're fully satisfied when you're walking into buying your first tube or set of tubes. They stock everything, guys. So if you're talking single tubes like a PVS-14 or a Tonto housing, because that's just all the budget allows, they got you guys covered. Whether you're looking into you know, some binocular uh, night vision, 1431 Mark IIs, some Katanas, some DTNVSs, RPNVGs. They have all that stuff for you guys. And if you see it on the site, it's in stock. It is ready to ship. You're not going to be dropping money and then waiting 30, 60, 90, 120 days for somebody to get to your order on the list and then assemble it and then ship it out. You're going to have it 
lickety split. Like I, I finished my ITAR paperwork on a Thursday, bam, by Friday afternoon, my 1431s were sitting on my dining room table. And by Friday night, I was ready to slap those bad boys on and start playing with them. They have everything you guys need. They have a built-in chat function on the website. The team is super helpful. Again, the website is customnightvision.com. And I can't say enough nice things about what they got going on there. You guys even have pictures loaded up of all these tubes. So if you're worried about buying something with blems and spots, you want to make sure you get a good unit. You can pick your unit number from a drop-down list. And like I said, if it's on the site, it's in stock. You can order it. You're not going to have to wait 30 days, 120 days to get it. One more time, head on over to customnightvision.com. Also, huge thank you for the support to HRT Tactical Gear. Guys, you can head on over to hrttacticalgear.com. They started as a training company. They know the demands. They know the requirements of good solid nylon gear. And that's why they ended up churning out their own carriers, their own placards, their own belts. Back in June, when we started working together, they sent me out one of their LBAC carriers. It is, I mean, it's amazing. It is super comfortable, no hot spots, no rubbing. Uh, I wore it through a two-day CQB course and it was as comfortable as can be. I didn't have to take it off on breaks. Uh, I wasn't wearing in any odd places. It wasn't falling apart or any of those goofy things you have with some, you know, lesser known companies that are out there. These guys are doing really, really good work and they provide some outstanding products. You guys have probably seen their rack or their A-Track carriers out there. The LBAC is their latest offering and by far their most customizable. And all of this stuff is duty rated. You guys, it is absolutely tip top. Again, head on over to hrttacticalgear.com, pick up a carrier, pick up their arc belt, placards their their magazine pouches are outstanding they have armor medical supplies and more let them outfit you guys today and finally here a huge thank you to the team over at 100 concepts you guys jonah garrett and pierce the team at 100 they are absolutely crushing it you guys have no doubt seen their light caps and their scope caps all over social media, and there's a reason for that. It's because if you're running a scope, if you're running something with a reflector like a flashlight, you need to have caps. It's one of the foundational considerations for good camouflage. Head on over to 100concepts.com, check out the scope caps, their pro scope caps they just released, or their hex cap lineup if you're running a reflex sight, something on a sub gun or maybe an offset dot with an LPVO. Those are getting restocked all the time, and they're constantly working on new products and new offerings to bring to you. They also make amazing pack and helmet scrims, chem light kits, and they did just recently release last month their Sling Hook 2.0 if you're somebody who likes to get out in the woods and ruck for fun. All kinds of good stuff going on. Again, 100concepts.com, guys. Their motto is do good, be dangerous, live free. All right, so huge, huge thank you. Uh, seriously, I say that a lot, but... Man, we can't do what we do without the support of these companies, and it means the world to us that we're able to work together with all of them. And definitely recommend you guys check them out, as I know at least a few of them will have some pretty good sales going on for Black Friday, which is shockingly only a couple weeks away. It is crazy how fast time is flying. But like I said, Lindsay Dew from LKD Communications, she's my guest this week. We're going to dive into you know, I, you know, radios, headsets, all that good stuff. We're going to talk about a lot of the be basic questions, beginner questions. We're going to get into where you guys can find this information out and where she hosts classes and how you guys can learn from her. It's going to be absolutely outstanding. Seriously, something I've been looking forward to for a very long time as I am finally stepping into that realm. I bought a pair of contacts for myself. I finally upgraded. And now that I have a little bit better equipment, I have a little bit better capabilities. I'm in a better position 
personally, right, to take some steps forward to start working on squad-based communications and comms, right, with the guys that I train with. So this will be a really, really good discussion for me and hopefully for all of you. But with that, I'm going to just jump us on over to my discussion with Lindsay. Here we go, guys. Lindsay, welcome to The Prepared Mindset. How are you doing? Doing great, man. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to have me on here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation we're about to have. So, No, me too. Uh, honestly, and I, I said this when I was recording the the introduction for, for this episode, I'm super ignorant on pretty much everything communications related. I think a lot of people are. And I also think there's a lot of misinformation floating around out there about communications and radios and the gear that goes with it. So I, I know I'm going to have a lot of questions, uh, but I'm sure a lot of people listening will have similar. And I think this is going to be a good opportunity to kind of dive into honestly, a lot of things. Um, so can we, let's just start with you. Uh, if you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about uh, what you've done and, and what you do now. Awesome. Uh, so my name is Lindsay Doe. Uh, I own LKD Communications, um, which is a communications company, as well as I am the communications cadre for um, Orion Training Group. Um, so I teach a lot of classes through them. Um, a little bit about my background. I served in the Army National Guard for 10 years. Um, didn't really do anything super duper cool. Worked a ton of hurricanes, um, worked a ton of floods. Um, but I, I was never one of those people like, uh, some of the other guests that you've had where they've seen a lot of combat. That was not me. Um, so I did 10 years with them. Um, I still work in the, um, IT sector currently. Um, and I teach, um, radio communications and stuff through Orion because that is something that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, been a member of my ham club for years, um, just because it was something for me to do that kept my radio knowledge and everything um, savvy you know, in between drills and everything like that. Because I was not doing it every day like our active duty counterparts, you have to take a little bit of extra time on your personal time to be able to perform at a high level um, whenever you need to use it. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, the same with any skill set in this space is just um, proficiency comes from that practice and that experience. So um, that's uh, that's pretty much the the skinny on that, Austin. Anything else that uh, I missed that you you think the you the listeners might find a little bit interesting? No, I I think that that hits on a lot of it. Was uh, with your time in the guard was radio or, or communications? Was that specifically what your uh, what your role was, or was it just an adjacent skill set that you? you know, um, picked up and ran with. Yeah, no. So I was a 25 uniform, which is the MOS or job code, um, depending on what branch the, the semantics of that might be different from branch to branch, but I was a 25 uniform, which is a signal support systems specialist, which means I went to school, um, for generalized communications, radios, computers, um, SATCOM, stuff like that. And that's what I did primarily um, in the Guard. I did the first seven-ish years, almost eight, um, with infantry. So support a lot of those dudes. Um, and then moved on to the combat engineers towards the end of my career. 
um, and support with those dudes and setting up communications. So as a communications NCO, towards the end of my career, a lot of my job was teaching. So teaching users what we call 10 level tasks or tasks that pretty much anybody with like two thumbs and half a brain should be able to accomplish <laughs> if you have that uh, TM or technical manual in front of you to follow mm-hmm. line by line. Um, you should be able to do X, Y, and Z with a radio. So I would go around and teach, you know, towards the end of my career, really focused on a lot more teaching uh, because that's something that I learned through trial and error, how to be a much better teacher. Because if you're a much better teacher, you don't have to be as good of a doer. So um, teaching is something that I really grew into towards the end of my career. Um, But pretty much, yeah, that's what I did my entire career was was signal radios, satcom, um, computer stuff, working with, you know, networking equipment, things like that. So that was that was my entire career was was signal. Um, And I loved it. I miss the clowns. I do not miss the circus, though. So (laughs) that's all I'll say on that. That's a good way to put it. And and a lot of people listening to I'm sure probably heard, you know, satcom and computers and all that and like, oh, okay, that doesn't apply. That's not what I'm here for. But what's and I used to think that way too, honestly. But the more I got into both studying for my ham license, for my my technician's license, and then even just talking to guys out in the space about some of the civilian driven endeavors, I'll say, behind providing civilians with access to more secure communications all of that stuff starts to come into play and starts to play together the deeper you get into things. Uh, So let's, let's actually start like at the base level for a lot of people, they kind of assume that if you're in this whole tactical space, you're in this whole preparedness space, you have to run comms. You have to be proficient with it. You have, it's something you, you have to dump a ton of money into, Um, which I guess I would agree with. If I'm going to say if, if you have a team of people that you can actually coordinate with and not just guys, you go like, you know, uh, mag dump into a pile of trash or something, but guys that actually have suitable radios and suitable uh, equipment. So with that, a lot of people like start with Baofangs and I'm sure you, you like, you can't roll your eyes hard enough at the, at this, at this question, but with the Baofang line, right. With like UV five R's, that's where a lot of people start out because it gets talked about a lot on social media. From your perspective, if someone's learning to get into like squad based communications, things like that, is that really a good starting point? Like your like your ham license and a UV five R. Is that a good starting point? Okay. So I'm gonna say what a lot of people in the common world will probably rake me over hot coals for saying, but there's not that many things in the world that you can spend $25 on and get hours and hours of training out of. So the Baofeng UV5R is a phenomenal starting point for if you want to get started into comms, you want to learn how to use chirp, you want to learn the limitations of basic line of sight RF comms, you want to understand like why maybe I would want to spend a little bit more money on a radio because I want to run encryption. I want to have, you know, APRS. I want to use all this other cool stuff that I see people on the internet using. Mm -hmm. um, And then I'm going to have to spend the money to do that. I, I tell people the only limitation is for civilians with comms is your pocketbook. As long as you have the money to just throw at it, you can get 
some very, very capable and very, very secure communication systems. Um, and that's something that has just come with time. And as, as the market has shifted, um, besides just, you know, your, your DOD empty or endless pocket contracts, there's a lot of companies now that still offer their stuff to civilians. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of companies that don't, uh, where I think a lot of people, in the comma world especially, get upset with people just running Baofangs, is that the people will buy a Baofang and be like, I'm good. End of the world happens. I'm fine. I don't need to buy anything else. I have my $25 100%. radio and I'm fine. I don't need nobody. It's me against the world. I could talk to people in London if I need to. Um, and that's just simply not the case. Like once you really... You understand the basic concepts of radios. You learn, oh man, like this thing, the sound quality is awful. The build quality is made by somebody who, you know, did this for a bowl of rice. Um, it's not, it's not a great quality product. However, if you're talking about like I'm just getting started, I want to learn if communications is even for me, that's a phenomenal place to start. What you said about getting your tech license. I'm licensed. You're licensed. Uh, I always say, be wary of tell of people who tell you what you should and should not do. Um, I'm not going to tell you to go get licensed that you have to get licensed or else the FCC is going to come down with the PP hammer and whack you. <laughs> or I'm not going to say you have to get licensed or else, um, you know, it's your, your, as the listeners responsibility to assess the risk that you're willing to take and then make an educated decision based on that. Don't listen to people t on the internet that are going to tell you, you know, start a pirate radio station out of your basement um, because those people are probably glowing if you get yeah. my meaning. Yeah. So um, make your own decisions. You are an adult. Um, only write a check that you are willing to cash is, is what I like to tell people. So um, I think that answered everything that we wanted to talk about yeah. there, Austin. Yeah, no, I mean, things. and it's, I like what you, what you said there specifically around the, the limitations for civilians is your pocketbook, because really it, it, it is. And it's actually crazy what you can find for sale on like eBay and even some of like the actual communications companies that sell stuff out there. Um, but I know what I was not necessarily told, but cautioned. Uh, by some people who spent some time in the service, right? Was like, hey, comms are great and you should totally get into that. However, there's other things you can focus on before you throw a shitload of money on it if the people around you aren't also committed to that. So is that really, I guess when we're talking, and this is truly a question for me, I, I really don't know. I assume not, but if you're running something like a, a really high-end, nice radio, and I have my cheap, shitty little Beofang, are we still going to be able to work together? Or what kind of limitations do you start to run into when you look at like those budget units? Uh, I, I know sometimes like output can be a it can be an issue. Um, like you, you mentioned, sound quality. So aside from just like user experience, are there other technical limitations and walls you're going to run into by going the budget route on everything? Um, Austin, so I hate to say it, but a lot of my answers for you is going to be, it depends. And then a paragraph. Um, so I'll, I'll yeah. say it depends. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because as long as your radio that you have 
And the radio that you're trying to talk to can both communicate either on the same frequency or using the same digital language um, or is encrypted or has the capability if you have a radio that is encrypted to add an extra you know frequency that does not have those encryption keys on them um you know at the actual handheld itself and not through software through a programming cable if you can go out in the field and and quickly change your radio on the fly to be able to talk to somebody that has a baofeng um it is possible um, and what you said is not to throw a ton of money at it. It's So we start getting into like semantics is what we consider a ton of money, right? So mm-hmm. if you look at a lot of people in the tactical community, if, you know, Grantham, and this is not a knock at Grantham, he's a phenomenal guy. Um, I love his content. If Grantham came out with a video saying that this new special barrel length of AR was the new hotness, the most perfect thing, people would just be like, fum, 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 oh yeah, throwing yeah. money at it, right? However, if I'm like telling people, oh hey, you know, you need to spend that money on a gym membership and maybe save, you know, five or six hundred bucks on a really nice radio, um, people are like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, so I just think it, it's for a lot of people, um, the the barrier there is I don't want to spend a shit ton of money on something that I don't know how to use. Um, 100%. Yeah, and, I agree. And that's going to be the barrier for a lot of people. So um, there are a bunch of really good radios that you can get that will check a lot of the same boxes. You just have to know what you're looking for. So if you're looking for something that's durable, um, that has the capability of running encryption, you could go get a used Motorola for like 400 bucks. Um, that'll check all those boxes. You could hammer in a tent stake with it. You could run it over with a striker. I've seen it. Um, Damn. Put encryption <laughs> on it. And um, depending on what model you get, still talk on those frequencies that'll still, you know, reach your homies with your baofangs and everything like that. So it'll check all those boxes. You just have to know what you're looking for, what you're buying. And for a lot of people, that burden comes with, you know, a lot of research and expertise. However, there are phenomenal people on the Internet to get those resources from. And that's what's great about the communications community. Um, is that there are people like BSH comms, the homie, um, who, if you're, he sells Motorola radios. If you're like, Hey man, I don't know anything. Explain to me what I need. Here's what my requirements are. Here's, uh, you know, my budget, you know, get me something that I can, I can use and he'll hook you up. So, um, a lot of it's just going to come down to a little bit of research, a little bit of understanding a little bit of technology learning curve compared to something that's so simple, like a Baofeng. Um, But I truly do think people don't give themselves enough credit because it's like the fear of the unknown, like the analysis paralysis, they say. It's like you don't know what you don't know. Um, A great place to start is, you know, I post a lot of content on my social media page, not nearly as much as I should because social media is a cesspool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. I I try to as much as I can, though I do work in IT. So when I come home, I don't want to look at screens anymore. Sometimes like I I just recently moved out into the country, like middle of nowhere. Um, I'm on Starlink talking to you right now. I'll just go outside and stare at a tree for like 30 minutes. I didn't get it. 
Like whenever <laughs> I used to watch old people out on the porch, I didn't get it until I started, you know, staring at a screen for 10 hours a day. And then now I yeah. just come home and I stare at trees. Well, but anyway, not, you know, doing that whole drooling thing they do. I think you're probably all right. <laughs> Depends on how much I had to drink there, Austin. That's about That's it. That's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. <laughs> But there are plenty of good resources. And and like I, I tell people, feel free to reach out to me um, with any questions. I may not get to you right away, but I will get to you eventually. Um, or if you want to spend a little bit of money, you can always take a class with either me. Um, there's Mojave Repeater that teaches classes. There's HXC Comms. He teaches classes as well. He's a solid dude. So I am very lucky to stand amongst people that are very, very good at their jobs um, as far as like teaching and, and putting out really good stuff for people to use um, on social media. So there's plenty of resources. You just got to take a little bit of that, that T I M E the most valuable resource you have um, and learn, but people, yeah. and I, I know you can probably see this a lot from, you know, being somebody who's really experienced with firearms and things like that. People don't want to, have to learn they just want to be able to get told what to do and then what to buy and they think that's it um but comms comms isn't like you know buying a firearm you know i could tell somebody okay just go buy a glock 19 with a surefire and an rmr and you're fine um the radio 100%. world does not have a glock 19 with a surefire and an rmr equivalent um for everybody it's it's truly going to be based on what you want to use it for and i think that's is like that nuance is where a lot of people are like i don't know and they get a little scared yeah but um i think i might have ranted a little bit i apologize no it's, it, no it's amazing and and it's stuff that people like like legitimately it is it's that i think you said uh analysis paralysis you just you think about it and you're like i'm gonna make a well-informed decision i'm gonna sit here i'm just gonna like wait i'm not gonna rush to do anything and like a day turns into a week, turns into a month, turns into six months where you still don't have a radio and you're like, oh, I can't, or I mean, anything I, I am guilty. Like I do that with most major purchases. Uh, like aside from the fact that major purchases are expensive, I just, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll nitpick the shit out of stuff. Um, and that's part of the reason, like I still run a Baofeng, you know, I just don't know enough about <clears throat> what I, I don't know what I need. I think that's probably the best statement for us. I don't know what I need. Uh, my group and I are getting to the point where we're starting to get into uh, into squad based communication. Uh, and for a lot of us, we're still like we're budget barrel on it. Like we're talking shoulder mics and bayo fangs with ear pro that doesn't have boom mics, um, which is I, I thought a really cool way to do it for like one hundred and fifty bucks. And then I used like quality ear pro for the first time, <laughs> um, like a pair of sword ends. And then I went out after that and I was like, this makes a difference. I'm going to go buy a pair of like Peltors and wow, it really makes a difference. Um, so when you're talking about like stuff like your, your communications and you mentioned sound quality, is that, is that a intrinsically, I mean, I'm probably misusing that word. Actually, I'm thinking about this. Is it, is it a radio thing? Is it a hardware issue? Is it a headset issue? Or are you really having to buy a you should be looking at good components all around if you want the best experience possible from a user perspective yeah that's a great question so there's a lot of things that go into what might affect your radio signal right so there if we're using analog right which is just electromagnetic waves moving through space and time right 
Um, mm-hmm. If I'm standing next to like a refrigerator or something, you know, that is electric that might interfere with that and interfere with my sound quality. I have an HF antenna, um, high frequency for, for the listeners that might be a little bit less informed. Um, running through middle. my yeah. attic. And uh, because I didn't want to set up something that was like ginormous in my backyard. Um, So I set up a little wire antenna that runs along the uh, pitch of my attic. Um, However, my AC is also up there. So anytime I want to talk HF, I have to turn my AC off. And in South Louisiana, that's fucking miserable. So I don't awesome nearly as much as (laughs) I I should. Um, So sound quality is important whenever we're talking about uh, radios because that is the only way you are getting the message that I'm saying, right? Unless we have a radio that allows us to use text messaging or um, like a Garmin inReach or something like that that allows us to to put in words or even if we get a little bit nerdy with it and we start talking about like mesh-tastic nodes or, you know, Gotenna meshes, mesh networks that allow you to send text messages through ATAC and shit like that. We're not going to get there yet. We'll, we'll get there mm-hmm. eventually, but... Um, <laughs> If we're just talking about the only way that you can get what I am saying, if I have something important to say or something not important to say, the only way you could tell what I'm saying is that translation of the sound that is coming from my vocal cords. So that's why sound quality is something that's extremely important. That does come from a high quality radio. If you are talking about the radio itself and not plugged into your your comm setup on your kit with a push to talk into your headset you're just talking about like a radio you'd keep on your desk that speaker quality like you'll notice is night and day between like something like a Baofeng or my really nice like Yesu radios that sound quality is is night and day and I can have both tuned to the same frequency and listening and you can just hear the sound quality difference is night and day um that does come from so whenever we start talking about your push to talk and your headset, um, the headset does have a, an effect on the sound quality too. Um, I've run Peltors my entire career. Um, I just cannot give in to that whole a grand to get into that ops core system. Um, I, I'm not a fan of um, the pricing on that is I'll, I've I'll actually, and I've actually heard they're not that great. Like in terms of sound quality, I've actually heard they're not as much as they're kind of sold to be. I'll say right. that. So you can get a used pair of uh, Comtac threes that were there during Guat for about three fifty. Um, I tell people do not get some airsoft bullshit. That's not going to protect your ears. Your hearing is the most important thing. Cause as soon as you lose it, it's gone forever, you know? Right. So your ability to protect your ears, you know, on the flat range, you know, when you're running missions is a lot more important than, you know, oh, I just want something to look cool on Instagram pictures. So, you know, using a set of walkers with a, you know, auxiliary cable into a shoulder mic is not a bad setup if you're just learning and as you're saving up for something better. Because I think that's where a lot of people um think like once they they get uh you know this nice radio you know they're gonna just throw their bow fang in the trash i mean that's a great glove compartment radio you know that's Mm -hmm. still a tool that you can use to listen to weather and stuff like that that you just keep in your glove compartment and that's an extra level of preparedness 
um, yeah. that you can bring with your everyday life. Um, so a lot do of people don't even realize, like, yeah. you don't need a license to, I mean, with ham and stuff in the event of an emergency, you don't need a license to use that. If the power goes out, if your cell phone towers go out and you need to contact help, somebody got in an accident somewhere out remote, whatever, like you don't need a license for that. People don't realize it, but there's still value whether you have a license or not. And you can do with that. Like we said earlier, right. You can do with that what you want, but like having those radios is still really valuable. Right. And uh, to caveat off of that, um, say life limb, eyesight or property, um, unless you're in the state of California, uh, which they did pursue fines for people using radios during the wildfires. So take that Seriously. for a grain of salt. Yep, take it with a grain of salt. Oh, California, damn it. you know, another reason to to not like uh, the government of California. Um, yeah. They did pursue FCC fines for people using, you know, communications during the wildfires. So, grain of salt, grain of salt. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> um, there, but. Yeah, you do not need a license just to listen. Um, that's why I tell people like an SDR is another great, I want to spend $25 on something. SDR stands for Software Defined Radio. Um, and what it is, is essentially just like a little USB stick that acts as a receiver, right? And then you run the software on your computer, which mimics like a, the receiver function of a radio. And you can listen to tons and tons of different frequencies um, compared to, you know, a certain model of radio that you can only listen through, you know, X, Y, and Z frequencies. Um, so SDR is another great component if you're just using it for SA, situational awareness, mm -hmm. um, to, to get an add to your communications kit. And it's, it's 25 bucks. So it's another thing where it's like there's there's not That's many things that you can shit. get for yeah. $25. Um, especially in this day and age, um, when everything's expensive. So it's 25 bucks to be able to have situational awareness. Um, I know your viewers can't see, but I do have, I did put my little communications kit next to us. Boston. Um, what an SDR looks like. Cause did you, uh, had you ever heard of an SDR before? I when so when you explain it, I am yeah I'm aware of of what it is. Never used one, never really seen one or played with one. Um, I know it's a thing. I know like the further we get, it seems like into the future and stuff. Like digital is just it's like it's it's the I mean obviously the way of the future, but especially with communications. Um, not to to discount analog. I think both are serviceable in, in different ways, but um, no, I've never. Uh, I've never really played with one. And if it, like when you said SDR, it didn't like register with me. I had to like think for a second, like, okay, what is she talking about? Should I know this? <laughs> yeah, no, three letter acronyms, unfortunately, between, you know, ham radio and my military career, just like permanently embedded in my brain. Um, and I hate it because I, I I did whenever I initially first start, started teaching civilians, and that's primarily who Orion's market is now is is civilians. And I love that. Because they are a lot more interested and eager to learn mm -hmm. um, compared to a lot of military classes that I've taught is like, I'll just spout out like five TLAs, three letter acronyms in a row. And they're like, what the fuck did you just say? You and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's a great little piece of kit. Um, I, I would highly recommend for people that especially if you just want to get something for situational awareness, buy one of those and you can run it on your kit. Um, I know there was a company that was making an SDR stick, which held two SDRs. 
Oh, okay. I will not touch on that. I would prefer uh, to not touch on that because I know his he's been having some trouble getting them to people. So I'll show you what this looks like. It's uh, just a, a board that allows you to put two SDRs into it so they can waterfall scan in opposite directions. Um, and then like a rugged guys connector so you can connect it to your phone. Because that's the only bad thing about SDRs as you buy them from China, um, typically, is that they're not water resistant at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's so that is to be cognizant of. that is the issue with cheaper electronics in general. Like I have had issues with shoulder mics uh, not wanting to work after they got uh, rained on and stuff when I spent like 20 bucks on one. Um, and that's one of the things I had the conversation with a buddy maybe two weeks ago. Like, holy shit, like looking at Disco 32, which is a great website, great company. It sells a lot of components and stuff. Like, holy shit, why is it $120 for a push to talk? Why is it? you know, whatever for, for a shoulder mic, when I can get it for, you know, 20, 30 bucks online, it's like, well, <laughs> I can tell you a story. I can tell you how my shit didn't work, you know, uh, three weeks after it got wet and I was out in the middle of the woods with buddies and all of a sudden my shit was working and then it wasn't. And that was really unfortunate. Like luckily we were within eyesight. So I could just wave my hands and let them know something was going on. Uh, but yeah, not really when you want to find out that your shit's all fucked up. Yeah, um, unfortunately, people do not think of radios as life-saving equipment, even though they are, um, especially whenever you're talking about in a squad environment, you know, just, you know, saying, you know, let's talk about like CONUS, um, continental United States, like during peacetime, you're walking through the woods, oopsie daisy, now a stick is through your your foot and mm-hmm. leg meat, and now you're bleeding and you have to get in touch with your buddies who are out of sight um, because, you know, everybody's ghillies suited up wearing their handy dandy, uh, camo face paint. You're trying to let them know like, Hey, I'm, I'm fucked up, but oh no, whenever you slipped and fell, the $20 shoulder mic that you bought snapped out of the $25 radio that you have. And now you're stuck there, um, bleeding, um, and wishing that you would have s- spent the money on life-saving equipment. So I tell people, same as firearms, same as any sort of gear. You're going to have to buy once and cry once. However, you can, like, shop around, look on TacWap. You know, you can get some stuff secondhand, you know, as people upgrade their radio, get different radio systems. You can find um, secondhand stuff and save yourself a little bit of money. There's a guy, his name is uh, Aries Communications. He makes um, a similar style push-to-talk um, with the A or the uh, sorry U ninety four style uh, side button um, for Baofengs, I think f- for about half of what you get at at other um, recognizable places. So I would recommend to you and to your users to give him you know a look see and see if that is something you want. Um, but at the end of the day, you know Austin, it's it's life saving equipment. It's not going to be cheap. Nothing in this no. tactical space is cheap. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> It'd make life easier. Uh, but the the so the U ninety four you mentioned that's the is that that's the big fat like NATO plug that uh, all the um, like upper end uh, ear pro like your Peltors like your your amps your auto noise barriers and stuff. That's that is that the connector that those all run off of. Yeah, like, um, uh, I've got it right here. It's the uh, so it's gonna have your NATO plug on the top, and then it has the side push button, which I am a huge fan of. I like a side push button. Um, I recently bought one from Com Gear Supply. That's a center 
push button, not my favorite, but another thing I'll, I'll tell your listeners about is Come Gear Supply does sell a push talk. Granted, the price of entry is about 200 bucks, but the bottom piece has adjust, adjustable like disconnectors. So if you're switching through radios, you know, you can get this little adapter on the bottom that only costs like 45 bucks. And then you just switch them out as you switch out radios. And that's what I run um, on my chest rig. And then on my plate carrier, I'll run a, you know, U94 style push to talk that's connected to my Disco 32 Discuss which allows me to Bluetooth audio from my phone into my Peltors, which is a phenomenal piece of kit, um, especially for you and your homies that don't have encrypted radio, but you have something like Signal. We can do a Signal call, which is end-to-end encryption, if we're running drills or doing any sort of exercise in a place with cell service, however. And then I can still run that through my Peltors and not have to worry about... um, taking hearing damage from from guns going off so uh that's that's what i run and i spared no expense that disco 32 discuss is not cheap the push talk is not cheap the radio i run a motorola xts 5000 not cheap not the most expensive radio either um i know people that run a lot more expensive radios that aren't combo people uh, but for me it checked the boxes that i want it's uh tough it's uh, I can encrypt it and it runs on the same bands or frequencies um, that I would like to talk on. So for me, it checks the boxes. So um, that's a little bit about my kit and talking about, you know, um, life saving equipment. Do not cheap out and, and buy the cheap stuff. However, if you're just using it for flat range, like funsies type stuff. It's fine for like yeah. basic training and understanding of stuff. But if you're you and your homies or you are going out into the woods and doing stuff where you would think that you would have to use it in a real world application, I would not cheap out on your stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just one of those things like as you start to realize and know more about the the gravity of what you're doing like hey if we're going out for field training and whether it's for the you know national guard or something official or you and your buddies right whatever it is uh having something that's going to work and understanding the limitations and capabilities is it's important and like you said like it would be way cooler if this stuff was more affordable <laughs> but uh it it just isn't right now until something better comes along um and something like the, you mentioned the, the Motorola XTS 5000. I know some guys run like the XTS 2500. That's a, the XTS thing is like a fairly popular line. So when we look at like generations of like radios and radio gear, like uh, you mentioned Peltor Comtac 3s, and now I think we're on like 7s or something. What is the, uh, like if somebody is to invest in something like this, that radio is going to, it's going to last them a good long while. It's not like the capability is going away. It's not like they're, it's different than a computer. You know, you're not like buying a Windows uh, 95 and hoping that it gets you through while everybody else is up here on Windows 11. Uh, what What's the, the, like the average lifespan of a, of a, of a radio unit? If you're buying something that's decent, like a Motorola we're talking about here. Well, it depends on how hard you use them. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's a, yeah. If that's you're fair. jumping out of planes with them, 
a little bit less. Uh, or if you're like some of the rock eaters that I used to serve with and you use them to hammer in things, which I have seen before, my wow. soul uplifted out of my body. <laughs> um, and I levitated in that moment. But um, it it truly does depend on how you treat your radio, but it's probably going to outlast you, to be honest, um, because a lot of those XTS radios, be, they are so popular right now is because your 2500s, your 5000s, for most police departments, fire departments, whatever, they're reaching the end of their life cycle. So there's, you know, X amount of years that Motorola gives these radios for these departments to be serviceable, right? And um, that's the reason why there's such like a, a pretty big um, supply in the civilian market now is a lot of those units are coming out to the government auctions and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so they were owned by somebody who was probably, you know, not so kind on those radios. Um, you will get a lot out of your Motorola or your EF Johnson, which is another one um, in the same vein of like um, secondhand emergency systems radios. Um, probably more so than than most people would use their equipment, like as far as like what people are doing. Right. Um, I can't speak to, you know, the training of a lot of, of, of people and civilians like that, but I'm a civilian now. You know, I like to go out car camp, yeah. a little bit of uh, like a little 5K with a puppy. And then some, you know, whenever I go on the flat range, I'll start off, you know, nothing, throwing the plate carrier for a couple reps and be like, oh, my sciatica, take that off. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not out there um, doing wild shit anymore. Um, so I promise you, whatever hard use you think you're going to do on that radio it, it can take it. Um, and there's plenty of other radios. It's not just Motorola because a lot of people don't like Motorola because they're a super unbased company, um, which they aren't. Uh, but there are other radios, you know, that have that IP rating. Uh, if you go on my Instagram, I have a post where I made, where I talked about uh, swamp comms and I talked mm -hmm. about IP rating. So what that is for people who might be, unfamiliar with an IP rating is um, how well your your communications equipment does with like dust and then water. So whenever you're looking for a radio, um, look at its IP rating and see what it's rated for, like as far as dust and water, and then think about what am I doing, right? So I live in South Louisiana where it rains all the time. Uh, I have to have a radio that has some form of of water resistance uh just because it's it's raining all the time um there are people who make uh like weird condoms for bow fangs and stuff like that <laughs> um i i've never used one um it sounds a bit so odd I, I can't i can't speak on on the efficacy of that piece of equipment but um just spend the money on a on a better radio uh to be honest if what you think that you are going to do is going to be worth it especially if you're somebody that is a quote-unquote prepared person or a prepper or you're looking at the state of the world and you're getting a little nervous right you look at the news and all the hairs on the back of your neck stand up right um mm -hmm. and you want to be prepared for you know 
a future where you can't get stuff on Amazon. Imagine a life without Amazon, Austin. Do you think most of society spend, would collapse without Amazon? I, I my life would collapse. I spend way too much money on Amazon. I I mean everything from coffee to gear and optics. I mean, yeah, no, I I wouldn't do well. I'd have to adjust. I'll say that. Yeah. I'd make it, but I'd have to adjust. <laughs> right. Um so that's just a part of of being prepared is like having the foresight to thinking that, you know, oh, you know, if shit hits the fan um i might need something that'll you know last me through rain in the woods and and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it just it's a little bit of foresight but um for most people something like a, a motorola xts series 2500 or 5000 you're gonna you're gonna out you're not gonna outlive that radio the only thing that is you know um expendable i guess you would say on those radios like the battery is gonna get sure. you know hold less and less of a charge over time but that's just that's just how equipment anything works, with a battery know? yeah right so uh and so one of the things we've talked about too a couple of times you mentioned is uh is encryption and i know that on the cheaper radios that's that's not a thing uh and i also know that there's some like gray area around should you have encryption should you not like and things with ham radio and all of that is it realistically worth it right when we get we talk about getting into i know it's probably one of those i depends things like i can feel it coming uh, but like uh it if you're really concerned can you talk maybe about the advantages of encryption if it's somebody who's looking at going do i really am i like you're saying am i just like you know putts around the flat range my bail fang's fine do i need to get into encryption what are the real benefits of having a, a radio that that can encrypt yeah so i'll uh, i'll i'll actually make like an absolutist statement there austin um and it might oh get me in trouble it might it might not the fcc might come knocking on my door if you plan on using your radio for any real world squad mission operational capacity your mm-hmm. radio needs to have the capability to have encrypted communication it's just like we we live in a world where SDRs are $25, you know, Baofangs are $25. Like if you plan on using your radio for anything in an operational capacity, it has to have encryption. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, if we talk about the ham world, that is very illegal. So I'm not saying go do it. <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah. knowing how to do it, um, is something that is very important, especially for people that are quote unquote prepared. So I would definitely say if it's not in your wheelhouse, it needs to be. Um, and having a radio that has the capability of encryption is extremely important. However, caveat, caveat, you can, there is a way to encrypt stuff through a Baofeng. You just get a Raspberry Pi, run some software, bam it sends encrypted packets you're done however oh, really? you have to carry all that shit with you oh, um okay. and i'm not a fan of of i'd rather just carry a radio that i could beat somebody to death with hypothetically if i needed to um <laughs> and still have all that capability there so it's not that expensive those those radios um, especially if we talk about like in the grand scheme of things, like the cost of like a Trigicon RMR, 
it's mm-hmm. it's in the grand scheme of things it's not that expensive um like i said it's just people spending that money and they're like uh how do i actually put keys on here knowing how to actually manage encryption keys is something that is an extremely important skill set what do you do if your encryption keys become um what's the word I'm compromised compromised thank you yeah. <laughs> um, i used to get hit in the head for a living so i'm going to blame it on that and not the delicious uh four roses small batch select i've been sipping on um but if what do you do if your encryption keys become compromised like what what are your steps that you're doing that and and drilling that with the homies and people that you train with is something that's extremely important so i think we talk about like you need to go out and train you need to go find people to train with well like how do you do that? Right. Like, especially, you know, if you look at like the grand scheme of things of like some organizations that have not had such a great time in the past, where like finding people to do this with that aren't going to be either all feds or on a fed watch list already. Um, but people who want to be prepared and, and train and, and learn and stuff like that as um, that you I trust people, to have your access to your communication right. network. I mean, like that's gotta be a consideration. Right. Um, and I mean, that's, that's same as anything. It's like, like trust is, is an incredibly, um, is an incredibly important thing, especially when we talk about preparedness and stuff like that. So, um, go and find people that are like-minded, um, like your, your morals and your moral compass is going to guide you a lot better than, than any sort of, um, other BS that you might, uh, run into. So, um, Oh, I think I went on a little bit of a side tangent there. I'm sorry. Um, go find That's people good. to train with. Go learn <laughs> how to use encryption. It's extremely important. Um, a really good place to start with finding people is like going out and doing things like shooting competitions and and going out to classes and stuff like that. That's a really great place to start. Um, and then you can kind of build on stuff from there because, you know, a lot of people like they'll have a Kamu guy in their team. Um yep. I think put it on one person and make it his least, job. <laughs> right. At least have like a base knowledge of communication stuff. Um, because what do you do if you know that dude has uh the flu and can't come out with you to the flat range? You're just gonna not train communications, you know? Or, you know, if an end of the world scenario happens, you know, what are you gonna do if that person doesn't make it, you know? Yeah, expires. <laughs> Yeah, because they they work at a Geek Squad, and and they crash their Geek Squad car on the way to to come and save you all. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I do think like a, a base knowledge is is something like in all things like medical range stuff, tactics, everything like that. Um, especially if you're talking about a civilian, like you don't have like a guy that's assigned to you that's like your radio guy. It's it's up to you, dude. Mm-hmm. Now with like like talking about like uh like the the base knowledge and stuff as far as like a actual usability uh that's one of the things I like about the UV5R just like a number pad and you hold down the key to lock it and stuff are most radios at least in your experience do most radios with a keypad follow that same logic are they pretty uh I guess agnostic in 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 that uh in that way um or is it really like hey if you buy this fucking Kenwood just be aware that you're gonna have to learn a whole other language to run it or something yep there's gonna be a learning curve with every radio <laughs> that you buy it's Damn it. and and but the good thing is though if you spend a little bit more money on your radio 
you might get a user manual that's in English. So, oh boy, unlike unlike the uh, the Baofeng manual that is very much not in English, you might if you spend the money on like a nice Japanese radio, you can get one in pretty pretty awesome English. Um, I want to interrupt this episode to tell you guys all about our friends over at Ben Franklin Range. Guys, you've heard our episodes, you've heard our discussions, you've heard it mentioned on social media. The facility at Ben Franklin is absolutely top-notch. They're located out in Templeton, Pennsylvania. And guys, this is a one-stop shop. They have 1,200 acres of land. So whether you want to go practice some overlanding and do some off-roading, or you're looking for a facility to host a CQB class, they have a shoot house. You're looking for a place to host a shooting course. They have not one, but two turf ranges. Maybe you want to stretch out, you want to reach out to distance, they have an absolutely outstanding long distance, actually unknown distance range that is available for rent. You guys can head over to their website at benfranklinrange.com for more information, and you can reach out and contact the team there at BFR via email at info at benfranklinrange.com or give them a call. 412-439-8751. Guys, it's an absolutely outstanding facility. Cannot recommend them enough. Now let's get back to this week's discussion. Yeah, there's there's going to be a learning curve with whatever you use. However, if you are a technologically competent person, um, Mm -hmm. technologically literate, um, I know some people do not have the gift, my husband included. Um, If you you understand like the basics of like, oh, you know, button goes here, push button goes there. You know, I understand what a frequency is like. You can pick it up pretty quickly. Um, Don't don't use, you know, that that fear as like an excuse to not go out and learn something that you might be, you know, a little a little bit shitty at, you know, because being shitty at something is the first step to being a little bit less shitty at something. So, no, 100 percent. And I think that what you just said there is huge, like. I, I've taken people out on the range before just to go shoot. And they're like, oh, I didn't really want to go because I was afraid people were going to make fun of me. Like, dude, no one's going to make fun of you for being bad. They're probably going to respect you for being shitty and coming out and learning how to not suck at that. That's it, n- no one was great at anything when they started. That includes radios. That includes shooting. That includes pretty much pretty much everything, you know. So I think it's a it's a flawed mentality. Um, but like we were saying earlier, find a good group of people that you trust if that's what they do to you when you show up because you suck, maybe you just found a group you shouldn't be spending so much time with and maybe just saved a bunch of time, energy, yeah. uh, and, and just mark that off the list. Uh, but Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, I, I, I go shoot competitions. I go out there and shoot a smooth C class. <laughs> and I, I, I know I know I'm like people looking at me and they're like all the tattoos and everything like that. They're like, oh, she's going to go kill it. I was like, lower your expectations immediately. i am uh i am still doing my best to learn and i i I definitely get where where people come from is like you just gotta be a little goofy with it just like be a little silly don't take yourself so serious um and i think a lot in the tactic community is like you get that like machismo right where people oh yeah you know yeah you pump the chest and, out you gotta... and they don't want to be wrong about anything. And they, they want to think that, you know, their way is the only way. And, and that if you don't do it X, Y, and Z, or if you don't use X, Y, and Z gun or X, Y, and Z radio, you're wrong, but just, just be a little goofy with it. Um, 
get off the internet too. I think the internet is like brain poison, um, especially social media. A lot of the times, cause you can get on there and just like wallow around in the mud, like a little pig for like three hours a day. Um, and just look at all the infighting that happens within the tactical community. Um, oh, it's awful. There's it's, so much it's a it. new one every day, every day. It's a new one. I open up my phone and I'm like, Oh, they're doing that today. And I put it down. Yep. My co-host Josh gives me a bunch of shit about it. Cause he, cause I, Guilty pleasure is like being mm-hmm. in, like mm-hmm. following all that stuff. That I'm like, man, you, you, you're rapping with this or, you know, whatever. Or sometimes I'll have like a guest some like on and like, oh, you had them on. Did you know what they did? And I'm like, he gives me a bunch of shit. He's like, man, you were too wound up in the drama. I'm like, but it's right there. Like, I'm, I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll own it. I have to distance myself. And uh, it's I get it. But yeah, I mean, spend some time away from screens like you were talking about with work and everything. Like, it's always so therapeutic for me to like get out in the woods get away mm-hmm. from everything and i mean you can do nothing at all really i honestly it doesn't take much for me but just separate yourself from all the shit you know it goes a long yeah. way constant stimulus has ruined our brains dude like it's it's and like i see it with myself as like somebody who like actively tries to not be that way it's like i'll, I'll be watching a movie and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden i'll just be like I haven't yeah. I haven't heard anything in the past ten minutes because I'm looking at that damn phone, um, and oh, I know yeah, that's it's... that's that's funny to say as a communications person, but um, yeah, it's it's brutal, and I I get people like I get it that shit's addictive, dude. It is, it, it's like society, and we're like talking about you know Amazon if it ever failed, like we're mm-hmm. we're so used to like instant gratification it's it's super noticeable because like it, and it ties back to everything we're just talking about here where like people will go out and you'll you'll try to learn radio or you'll try to learn how to shoot or or basic uh small unit tactics and stuff like that and you you suck at it you offer an hour and you realize how much you have to learn and there are people i know some of them that will just kill it right there like nope i'm not doing this again this is so-and-so is an a-hole because he told me I was wrong and I don't like how he talked to me and this is dumb. I don't, why do I need to know this? And it's like, hey, dude, it's a learning process. Why don't you have a little fun with it? Like, what's that? Yes, so-and-so was in the army. They spent four years doing this all the time, not for fun because they had to. Now they're trying to teach you. Yes, they're going to get less negative feedback because they did it a shitload. You are doing it for the first time. They're not doing it to be a dick. They're not saying you're bad at this because you're a bad person. They're saying you're bad at this and this is how you get better. And, but we don't, we don't acknowledge that as people anymore. We want that two taps of the finger and it's at our door the next day. And now we want to be well-read experts on all things. Right. Cause you don't see people posting their L's on social media. It's all dubs. You know, you don't <laughs> post the L's you post the dubs. Um, so I know you talked about a little uh, about like classes and stuff like that. What classes with Orion have you been through? Because I've um, been through the CQB stuff. And for me, like coming from like, like army, like went through the CQB stuff like twice in my mm-hmm. career and then told to go fix a fucking radio. Um, learning <laughs> that has been like insane to me. Luckily, I'm very blessed to have phenomenal instructors and Jason, Jared, um and all those cats so how many classes have you been through with orion i just i did their uh like day and a half class at the hta range day event um and that was a lot like they they did a really good job of not like of like squeezing a bunch of information to a day and a half without it being 
too overwhelming, I'll say. Um, and they are coming up here to Michigan uh, in the May. The, I have to look at the dates. It's like the first weekend of May. They're coming up here to Michigan and they're doing a whole three day class. And that's fucking amazing uh, because we really don't have that up here in Michigan. We got like a lot of guys. They'll teach you firearm fundamentals and how to kill a deer, but we don't have wait, anybody. Wait, wait Detroit urban survival. Are you forgetting <laughs> Detroit urban survival? Uh, I'm not. Messiah? I'm not forgetting. I, I'm not forgetting <laughs> that that clown. He's at, okay. So oh. uh, that's his. I've driven past his building in that's in uh, a city called Ferndale, which is mm. about 20 minutes from where I'm at. So uh, yeah, that no, I've never been there. No, no classes from that man. No uh, anything. I get people that send it to me periodically, and I'm like, yes, I am very ashamed <laughs> that he uses Detroit in. Like, I mean, realistically, like come on that's just you don't this shit's not gonna fucking work um, it's so goofy it's so silly and i love it because it's, it's so it's silly. funny the only part where it becomes problematic is people actually take it serious but i think all uh, the the amount of shit that man has had talked on him for the past few years mm-hmm. on the internet I, I i hopefully pray and, and pray and hope that nobody sees that man is like you know what Maybe everybody's wrong. Maybe that is the way to do it. So, well, I, I've uh, seen some videos and stuff of him like uh, demonstrating with people. So, unfortunately, I do believe there are some folks that, and it has been a while. Like he was like a viral sensation for a while. Um, but I, I do believe, yeah, like you said, for the most part, people kind of figured out that his shit doesn't exactly hold any water in the real world, and. And, and that's part of the problem with the tactical space in general with anybody. Um, and we talked a little bit about this before we recorded is just finding people in the communication space, not knowing where to look or who to reach to. It can be difficult. There's people out there that will sell themselves as communication experts purely because, hey, I played with the radio in the military. So listen to everything I have to say, which is not to discount or discredit anything that they know or are telling you necessarily. But if you're telling me I have to go out and get like an embitter and I, I I have to do this and I have to do this because that's how the Marines, Army, the Air Force, the fucking Coast Guard, that's how they did it. Then that's not that you, you don't you don't need to learn an absolute like and I'd actually be interested to hear your opinion on that. Like as somebody who does teach communications, do you run into that? Do you do you find that with people maybe in classes who are former military and like, no, this is the way you have to do it? Um, so I'll say a, a quick Star Wars quote here for my nerds. Um, only Wars. cis deal in absolutes. And um, that's kind of how a lot of military doctrine um, seems to tackle a lot of problems because you're teaching somebody who probably barely made it through high school um, that has the reading comprehension of a seventh <laughs> grader um, how to do something and right. uh, use real bullets and then not shoot the good people and shoot the bad people. So you have to remember the lowest common denominator and 100%, let me say, if I have anybody listening, I'm talking about conventional, like conventional dudes. I'm not talking about the dudes that are the tip of the spear or anything like that, you know, cause I, I, I am very fortunate to work with people that were, you know, in these high op tempo, you know, tip of the spear type units, tier one type groups and they're smart as fuck. So caveat aside, um, the very, very basis of a lot of those teachings is for people, you know, 
who may not be, you know, the, the most uh, intelligent or critical thinkers or anything like that. So that's why they teach it like that. And I'm sure Jared spoke on that, especially whenever he's talking about like CQB, he talks on that a lot um, mm-hmm. because, you know, CQB is another realm where people like to puff their chest out and say like, it's either my way or you're going to die. Um, oh, it's so bad on the internet. It's everything. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I don't, it's not good for my blood pressure, man. I don't, I don't like reading it. Like I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to be a silly goose and read an Orion uh, training group comment section today. And then my blood pressure just through the roof. And I'm oh, like, I don't well, do it anymore. <laughs> looks like we're having whiskey on a Tuesday. So, right, um, right. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of, it, it's, it's the, the, the concept and the idea, right? That, previous experience alone is enough mm-hmm. to make you a qualified teacher. And in some cases it can be, but it right. is not, again, it's not an absolute like, Oh, I was in law enforcement. So I'm automatically qualified to teach you how to shoot a gun. Like, no, um, I, I've seen a lot of cops shoot that. I, I was very scared to be next to on the flat range. So, um, but, uh, okay. So something I'll tell people, and I know there's a lot of people in the tactical space that have like a mental barrier, because they heard X, Y, and Z about ham clubs, how they're all fuds and, and you know, this, that, and the other. Um, while they may not have the same exact values as you, you need to go, if communications is something that you really want to learn, you need to go and learn from those people before they die. The median, the mean age, average age of my ham radio clubs, probably in the 60s. Like I'm the youngest person in my ham radio club by far. They love it when I come over. They ask me what all the the colorful shit on my skin is. And I have to explain his <laughs> tattoos. Um that's amazing. They are a phenomenal resource. And if you Google your city ham radio club, you can probably find either a Facebook page or a website, depending on how big your city is, of something that's close enough to you. And then going and learn from those people before they die. Because there's not like this huge resurgence of people that are getting into ham. The only resurgence of people that are getting their ham license is like your preparedness people that want to go get their tech license so they can speak on their baofangs. Like that's that's it as far as that's like people yep. in the ham community. Yep. That's it. There's no people like, oh man, I want to go learn, you know, phone, which is Morse code and shit like that. Like there's, there's, except for the few people where, you know, that's their special interest, right? That's their flavor of um, special interest. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, so Go and learn from those people, even though they may not, you may not be, you know, exactly on the same page. Don't let your ego let you not learn something from somebody like and and this goes back to what we were talking about, about instructors and learning from people in the military and the military having one doctrine. That ego is going to keep you from experiencing so much good shit in your life and being able to learn um, anything. Right. So, like, if you go into something, whether that's shooting, you know, this Y and X, Y, and Z communications with an ego and not letting yourself, like, be free and and, and learn something from somebody or the, I'm not going to learn this because this is not the way I was taught, you know, in the police force and the military, um, you're going to miss out on so much learning opportunity. Um, and I know that might have been a little bit too deep for what we were talking about, but... No, not at um, all. I, I truly, and, and like... I I do think that's one of the 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 better things that you can do as a person is kind of let that ego die, and uh, let yourself be a little goofy and learn some stuff. 
Yeah. And one of the the quotes I throw around a lot, uh, I heard it on an episode of Fieldcraft Survival was it was Kevin Owens who said, you can either carry a gun or you can carry an ego, but you can't carry both. And I know we're not always talking about shooting, but like, the, I mean, that really resonated with me because it's like you, you see it a lot in this space. People because well, I was I was a Marine, so I just know. And it's like and and no shade of the Marines like. Yeah, it's their birthday tomorrow. Shout out. Shout out to yeah. my my Uga Booga <laughs> untied status Marine Corps homies oh, yeah. out there. They're going to go get plastered drunk tomorrow. Yeah. But I mean, like people will say they'll they'll jump to that. And it's like, well, you, that just means, in my opinion, anyway, you have a you have a stronger starting point or uh, a sturdier foundation, I guess, to to start with and to work with. Now, when I like when I got to go through the the Orion class at uh, the HTA range day event, one of the guys that I spent a lot of time in the class with uh, was a former Marine, had actually served with uh, Joe, the instructor current law enforcement was a contractor at one point and he still came through the class he wasn't you know and that's like i've had it happen in classes before like locally like firearms courses and stuff where they want to i guess challenge the instructor you know like give him some shit uh and my favorite is like the non-wartime guys that were in the military for four years and they're like well you know my my drill sergeant would have you know smoked my ass for making that mistake and it's like well you're not in the military this is uh this is a gun range. It's not a camp or base or any of those things. So you chill the fuck out for for five seconds. And it's just it's a it's so weird. It's so weird that people just like walk into those things. You pay money for it in most cases, right? You want to learn from somebody and then you don't allow yourself to learn because you're so wound up in your own your own ego, really. And or you look at everything as a sign of disrespect or whatever. Like, no, dude, you're here to learn. Like, at the very least, hear what they have to say. If you don't if you don't agree with it, like, cool. You just learn something else you don't want to do, and you have some more insight, and you're a little bit better for it, and then, like, go on your merry fucking way. It's that easy. Right. You know? Austin, do you do any martial arts at all? No, I am a musician. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, did, I did karate <laughs> for a couple of years uh, and as a kid, and we had, like, some family stuff go down. Like, my grandma died, so my mom... She got sick. My mom couldn't take us and stuff. So like, I got I got to my yellow belt. Please hold your applause. You know, okay. uh, but <laughs> you had uh, to register for- as a as a deadly weapon. You had to register those hands as a weapon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember three things from that class. I mean, I was like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I I was a I was a fighter in a past life. Um. So. For me, I kind of like to go about looking at, you know, shooting, you know, comms, all this stuff, even medical is like a form of martial arts, right? And a big basis of martial arts is checking that ego at the door because there's always somebody bigger and badder that knows more than you. Um, So if we kind of look at at a lot of this stuff as through the lens of like Musashi, if we wanted to to really get into our our, uh, our nerdiness era over here. Um, all of it is, is just, is just martial arts, um, and letting that ego go and, and, and really allowing yourself to, to learn and realizing you're not the biggest, baddest MF for out there, that there's somebody that's going to be a bigger, badder MF or, um, than you at any given day. So, um, and I mean, and you might miss something too, you know, if you're right. so closed off from the possibility of somebody 
that you deem to be inferior to you, right? You know, like uh, any kind of class, any kind of subject, right? Oh, you know, like we'll talk CQB, right? Oh, well, they never served in the military. So what can they teach me? Like, well, they could have been on a really high, high tempo law enforcement team for a number of years. They maybe they've run into some things you didn't you know, or I mean, like anything, like it, it could be a small thing. Maybe if you just walk away with one thing, why wouldn't you want to know that one thing you didn't know before you walked in the door? And it's, it's the same, you know, comms, shooting, music, anything, anything. I think you, you make a really good point there with the ego thing. It's, and I think people are emboldened by social media. I think the, the, uh, I don't really know a better way to say it. So I'm just going to say like, there's nobody there to punch you in the mouth when you're a rude dumbass. So you, people have like just built like artificially inflated their egos. Maybe not even artificially. They've just inflated their egos. I think a lot of themselves because they have access to information. They can drop some quotes and some links to some shitty articles that that makes them an expert in things. And they don't have anything to learn from anyone. And it's starting to become a societal norm, you know, and they kind of feel like we're heading to that place where as this, uh, climate of mostly peaceful protesting starts to become like a more common thing, you know, like, like we we're saying, like when you might need to use your, your radio and shit. Uh, it, it's just, mm, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the whole ego thing is getting real out of hand. It's, it, it, it kind of all feeds itself, I think. For sure. And I am very lucky and very blessed to be surrounded by phenomenal men of phenomenal character, not only with Orion, but, you know, some of the people that I've considered, you know, friends now, you know, from teaching and then I'm um, keeping up with those guys. I'm very lucky that the culture that Orion kind of tries to cultivate is something that is positive and is, is about growth and things like that. So I'm very lucky to be where I'm at. Um, and I've also been punched in the face and have punched people in the face a lot. So like, I, I understand it's not a fun time. You know, the next day your teeth are all loose and you just kind of have to not talk a lot and just hope that your teeth go back into your gums um, the way that they're supposed to. So, uh, uh, man. And see, the thing is, we think it's bad now, but we haven't gotten to the point where the children that were raised by iPads can vote yet. We're getting close. <laughs> yeah no i i actually teach uh high school marching band high school musicians and like i swear to god i had a kid and she's a good kid but man in the last like four weeks of the season she must have told me like 900 times oh, i'm gonna be 18 soon i'm gonna vote i'm gonna, I'm gonna be 18 soon don't wait two more weeks and they're like all excited to get out there and go vote and it's this whole weird it, it, maybe i just sound old <laughs> i mean i'm only in my mid-30s but like I find myself saying, you know, back in my day or when I was a kid or when I was in school, like we didn't, you know what I mean? Remember <laughs> MySpace? Remember floppy disks? <laughs> I do remember my, I miss MySpace when you could rank all of your friends in an order and they oh, all dude, took it really, really personally. I, I wish, I wish I could still do that just to let people Top know where 12. that place is at. Um, yeah. yeah. Watch your ass. It'll move you down from 91. <laughs> yeah. So-and-so didn't pick me up from the airport. Guess who got knocked down three notches. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, Back in the bro, good old days, I, the early 2000s. I I still like to like, I don't know if I'm a little bit goofy or not, but I still like to practice like a little bit of reckless optimism that that maybe maybe stuff will self-correct. Like maybe people will be cognizant enough and just see how crazy we're getting and then be like, mm, you know, 
we're getting a little too goofy. We got to steer this thing back on track. Um, no, I don't think it's reckless optimism. I think, you know, I, I try like I, it, it's yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I, I try to do my little part, you know, like I will just tell people about some of the stuff I do with the pod or like I'll tell people about shooting or any of this stuff. And I, it's a slow burn, you know, like I think that's where we miss it sometimes is people want to like immediately push you into like, Hey, you're going down the libtard path. So here, I'm going to drag you out. And we're going to go kill something. Like, I mean, I said, okay, <laughs> that's, based. you know, yeah, based, based, <laughs> but like, like maybe just, Hey, you know, all that stuff you, you hear about gun owners. We're not, we're not all quite that weird. And like, yeah, I hang out in the woods and I play with guns and radios and camouflage with my buddies for funsies we're not all that weird like you didn't know that about me and we've been friends for six years like you know what i mean like i think that people are starting to kind of realize how like fucking weird shit's getting and it's starting to slowly turn the corner i just feel like and maybe and you know what maybe comms and, and i've said this before in other episodes comms is one of those things like if you're somebody who is like you want to be involved in preparations and you want to be more aligned with this kind of lifestyle but maybe you just you really hate guns you, you just adamantly against it. Med and comms are two of the most incredibly important skill sets that you can bring to a group. You can find new friends in a, in a community and maybe, and me, you'll probably pick up a gun at some point just because that's how it goes. But like, if it's really not your thing, there's a lot of value in this and you can really like get lost in these skill sets, learning about med skills, learning about comms and, and and ham radio clubs and all that stuff like it could be a gateway to a lot of wonderful things for people if if just given the opportunity right and and i tell people you may never have to i hope and pray i never have to pull a pistol in a defensive situation 100%. if i go through my whole life and they were just something that i made loud noises with and a very expensive holes on paper on the flat range i have lived a very very happy and privileged life right. however you will not go your entire life without something happening in the kitchen where you cut your hand open or a vehicular accident where, you know, your arm gets pinned underneath the vehicle because you were doing that little hand wavy thing while listening to music outside of the window. There's a dolphin. Uh, yeah. You will not go, you know, your entire life without being in a place without cell service. I, well, you know, there are some people, you know, the 15 minute city agenda, um, um, but true. Besides that, uh, most people, especially, you know, if you're in an area that has some pockets of rural places still left, you will mm -hmm. go to places where you do not have cell service. You will have either. I look for those places now. Damn. Yeah. You will either, you know, have some sort of, you know, uh, where I live, uh, a hurricane or a tornado that takes down cell towers and like the Baton Rouge floods in 2016, um, Jared worked those and um, I worked them in the guard and just like the amount of people, like how bad that, that fucks their life up whenever this doesn't work. I'm holding up a cell phone, by the way, for yeah. the <laughs> listeners, but the amount of people were like, if their cell phone was gone, have like no idea where they're at have no idea how to reach people, don't remember people's phone numbers off, you know, the top of their head, like don't have like any sort of emergency numbers memorized, don't have their spouse's numbers memorized, shit like that. Like, 
don't have a form of paying things. That was another thing I saw. Somebody that, that was like, oh, all my 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 cards are paid through, you know, Google Pay and I can't, I don't have service, so I can't buy, you know, X, Y, and Z at, at the grocery store. Like it blows my mind how dependent people have become um, on phones, not only on phones, but if we're talking about the medical portion, I'm going to speak for my friend Josh here, um, Josh, uh, aka nomadic dot clinician, one of my good friends, a homie that you've had on this podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, you in your life will have something happen either as to you or to somebody, you know, or somebody you stumble upon where you have to understand like basic medical, like first aid stuff. Like that's, that's unavoidable. It's certain things are unavoidable in life, death and taxes. Um, and not having cell phone is another one of those things. Um, depending on on where you live if you live in one of those 15 minute cities where you got the little the little cell phone holder to hold in front of your eyes 24 7 you don't look uh at normal stuff you look through everything through your your vr headset maybe not um but having like a basic understanding of medical and communications is just basic it's like knowing how to cook an egg dude it's it's like basic human stuff um and yeah, it's something people should learn how to do. And and don't I, I understand where people are coming from. Like times are tough, dude. Like groceries are so expensive now these days. Like uh, And you get I, less I get for your dollar people. than you ever did. Yeah. It's terrible. I I get it. Like people don't have that that expendable income, you know, to just spend on classes. But there are phenomenal resources that you can get. Um on the internet. Um, if you look up like CPR, you know, stop the bleed in your area. A lot of those classes are free or extremely cheap. Um, as far as communication, there's plenty of phenomenal resources on YouTube. Ham radio crash courses, somebody I love to plug just because he's so interesting he's to awesome. watch. Yeah. Yeah. A, a very, you know, animated guy and he he'll hold my attention, you know, whereas some of the, some of the old ham radio guys, I'm like, Oh, Put Ooh. me out of my misery. No, he uh he taught me how to use chirp. His video was great. Yeah, no, jo- Josh, I think it's his name, Josh. I think, I think that's his name. I think so. Um yeah. a phenomenal teacher. And I would highly recommend him, even if you're somebody that's like, I, I don't fuck with ham radio, I do not fuck with the federal government. Um, if you want to just go learn about comms and radios and stuff like that, he's great too. You don't have to go, you don't have to go get licensed. Yeah. No, you don't Thanks. have to, but you I mean you should at least look into it. There's there's a lot of good information there if you're trying to like give yourself some structure. That's why I did it. It was just yeah. that I do better in like absorbing data in some kind of structure. I was just able to sit there and study for it, you know. But um <clears throat> I know you're also with Orion, you give classes and, and teach and everything, obviously. Where can people find uh I mean, where can they sign up for your classes and, and find more information on you and contact you if they have questions? Okay, so if you look me up on Instagram, I'm at Lindsay, L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y, don't, D-O-N-T, and that's a play on my last name. Um, I post on there a lot of free chicken, as I like to call it, like free information. I have a whole series called What Radio Should I Buy? Go Mm -hmm. check that out, especially if what we talked about on this podcast left you more confused than it did enlightened. Go check out my Instagram page. My classes are uh, in the link in my bio. So I have a link tree there. You click it. You click online classes through Orion Training Group. It'll take you to the Orion Training Group website. I have two classes listed now. I have an intro class. Um, 
the 2nd of December, and then I have a squad comms class the week before, I think on the 25th, that is the date. So go ahead and check those out, but they're all listed through Orion Training Group. And I do offer private consultation, like if if you just want, you know, hey, I just want an hour of your time to talk through Zoom about like some very specific questions for me and my team. We don't have a commo person um, and I don't have the time to take a class and I want it on my schedule. Um, I do offer private consultation. So you just send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email um, and we can square that away. I've done that for for quite a few people. So. Uh, but that's about awesome. it. Uh, I have a YouTube channel now. I have a new YouTube uh, channel. I think it's same might be LKD comms or might be Lindsay. Don't it's in my link tree. Um, and I'm going to have my first YouTube video posted there soon. It is a video on how to set up communications on a chest rig. Cause those are the new hotness now. So definitely yeah. go check out the YouTube channel, go check out the Instagram and, uh, go sign up for the classes. If, if what we talked about may interest you. Hell yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, I think I haven't yet, but I'm pretty sure me and at least one of my buddies are going to be signing up for that Orion class, uh, at the beginning of December. I think it's the intro one. Um, so, and, and I mean, it's not expensive. It's like a hundred bucks or something. So if you guys are like looking for a way to get more knowledge in a structured setting, I'm one of those nerds that does well with structure. Um, there you go. Like not, not cost prohibitive, very easy. What I think it's like a couple hours, like four hours or something like that. Or yeah, it's uh it's three and then it's three of a of a lecture, and then I'll hang out for an hour after, depending on what day it is. I might have a coffee, I might have a beer, I'll let people ask me questions because you are paying me for my time. So I, I, if you have like any, like, Hey, you know, this is how X, Y, and Z is set up, you know, between uh, me and my spouse or me and my kids, you know, what do I need to do? Um, I can give you a lot more like personalized long form answers, you know, just then through Instagram and stuff like that. So um, awesome. Austin, I, I am super duper looking forward to having you there for my class. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it as well. And thank you for, for taking the time to sit and, and kind of cut it up here and, and get into some of this. Uh, it's uh, like, I still have tons of questions, but you know, this is, this is very helpful for me because I, like I said, when we started, I don't, it's mostly my fault for not dedicating myself and doing more research. Like I'll own it. Right. Uh, but it's, it's something I don't know much about. I know a lot of people are interested, but they just don't, know where to start. So this is this kind of stuff I think that's really helpful for folks and really is going to push them in the right direction. So thank you so much for for taking the time and and for sharing your your knowledge with us. Yeah, anytime Austin. I really appreciate you uh having me on. I know I'm probably one of the the lesser cool people that you've had on um but definitely <clears throat> not the best looking either. So uh I appreciate your time, man. Uh definitely hit me up and we can we can chop it up anytime you want to talk. If you guys can't tell, Lindsay's a ton of fun and also a wealth of knowledge. I know we, in the community, we, we like to throw that term around whenever we talk to people that, or, or, or talk of people, right, that are experts in their in their area. And it means no disrespect to anybody in particular, but Lindsay really is. You know, not everybody who just has, who knows a lot about something is a true wealth of knowledge, but she really is. You guys, uh, I, I cannot recommend enough that you sign up for one of her classes and because com- comms is important. You know, this is the kind of stuff that we need to be exposed to. We need to be consuming this kind of information. It's all well and good. <clears throat> we can all sit here and watch 
some of these big name guys do mag dumps and fast reloads, or maybe even just tell us how we're financially irresponsible and we need to do things differently because they said so, or focus on this area because they told us so, because whatever life experience they had led them to that conclusion and that belief. But there's genuine people out there, people like Lindsay, and this is this is me talking. This isn't, you know, this isn't her saying this about herself, obviously. But these are people that are just passionate about sharing this information and they really truly love what they do. She did it for 10 years, you know, in the serve in the National Guard. She wouldn't have kept doing it when she got out if she didn't love it. You know, you talk to so many people and they hate We've all got those friends, right? They hate parts of what they did when they were in the service or in the guard or in law enforcement. <clears throat> they do not <laughs> they do not follow up that time by doing it more just because, right? So you guys, I, I seriously look her up on Instagram, uh attend one of the classes. It's actually really cool because I know last year I found her class and wasn't able to attend because I had a, a gathering going on. This year I am trying really hard to make it to her intro radio class, but it's also cool that now there's like a next step course that she's offering uh, through Orion on squad-based comms because for so many of us, that's really where we have a lot of questions and we want to learn and we want to be given some structure on how to work on these things is in a squad-based environment with a a small group of our peers. Uh, And I know this discussion, we we got into some of that stuff. We also got into a whole bunch of other stuff that I was not planning on getting into about like life and society. And that's Really, one of the cool parts about running this podcast is being able to like connect with people on that kind of a level, develop these relationships, develop these these friendships with these exceptional individuals. So I, I hope you guys learned a lot from this, or at the very least, truly, I hope you came away with questions. If you have more questions coming out than when you came in, that's okay. Reach out to Lindsay. You schedule some time with her, right? She has, she said it during the interview, right? She has consultative hours. She has time built into her schedule for that. You know, it might be a little bit of money, but it's probably going to be worth it if you really have these questions and you really want to take the capabilities of your group to another level, maybe even just yourself, maybe just a one-on-one thing and you need some help, you need some instruction, you have some dedicated questions around the kind of gear and kit that you're running specifically that you just Maybe you just you're struggling to find those answers out there on the internet. She's a great resource, and there's tons of good resources out there. But I tell you, it is not always easy to get answers from some of them because they're very busy and they're very inundated with information. And a lot of them don't make themselves openly accessible the way that Lindsay does. It's really really cool what she's doing, and it's awesome that Orion has her on cadre as somebody who is dedicated to this piece of. Uh, of training, you know, because comms is important. We talked about it on the, on the discussion on the pod, right? About medical being important in your daily life, about communications being important in your daily life, not just in a tactical scenario, but in disaster situations when you may lose access to that, you know, all precious cell phone that most of us, myself included, cannot live without. <clears throat> so guys, it's just, it's super important stuff. Something that my group is all investing in right now. Uh, several of us went out. I got went out and got a set of Comtac threes. Uh, we have another guy in the group who went out and got a set of Comtac fives. The I think Josh is working on getting a set of Comtac specifically to wear with his helmet, and he already runs Swordins. And we're talking about practicing with the bail things we have, so then we have a basis to go off of, and we can take the next step up into a Yesu or into a Kenwood or into a Motorola unit that's going to be more durable. It's going to be better. It's going to be a higher quality unit. Once we we're there and once we're ready for that, 
So I really, really enjoyed talking with Lindsay. I, I learned, I, I laughed. Uh, I won't say I loved because I'm not going to make it weird. Uh, but I, I did love the discussion. It was great. She's awesome. We talked for a while after, after recording. We talked for a while before recording. Super, super cool person. I urge you guys to reach out if you have any questions at all. But that's all I got for you guys this week. Uh, we're going to keep keep on plugging away here. We are constantly working on trying to bring this kind of information, this kind of content, these kind of exceptional guests and discussions to you for your consumption. So if there's something that you guys are looking for, check us out on Instagram. We have additional information there. Check out our stuff on Patreon. We have additional information there. If there's somebody you want us to talk to, there's somebody you'd love to hear a discussion on, shoot us a message on Instagram, shoot us an email. All right, we're, we're pretty accessible, or we try to be pretty accessible, and we would love to hear your guys' suggestions on how we can do better, what else we can do for you, what you're, what you're looking for. So with that said, that's all from me, you guys. I'm going to be signing off this week, and we'll have another kick-ass episode headed your way next week. Just like always, you guys, get out there, be safe, and like we say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. <laughs>